the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Hello, San Antonio. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. And we are glad that you're joining us today as we feature a church in our community here in San Antonio, Jubilee Outreach, pastored by the one and only Joe Morales, our good friend here at the radio station. Pastor Joe, welcome to the studio. Well, it's good to be here today, Mark. I'm rejoicing. All right. Beautiful day. Yes, it is. Um, I, I want people to get to know who you are. Uh, I know you've been here already for a while in the city, but maybe people don't know who you are. And so the the whole idea behind this program is to make sure that people understand, first of all, uh, they, they can know you as a person. They can know a little bit about your church. Maybe they've driven by and have never stopped in. Uh, a lot of people are, are unchurched, and uh, they they listen to our radio station. They They know Jesus but they don't have someone that they can call a pastor. They don't have a group of people that they can call their family. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, why don't we start out with a little bit about you. Tell us, uh, just give us a little bit about your background. Yeah, I'm a native San Antonian, been here all my life, been pastoring for 32 years in San Antonio, mm-hmm. pastor the church on the southeast side of San Antonio. And uh, we have people from all across the city that attend Jubilee Outreach. And we're a non-denominational church. Uh, we have... As an outreach, uh, we deal with every area of the family. We do all uh, marriage counseling, uh, marriage seminars, uh, single seminars. Uh, We reach across the whole family gamut in every area. Mm -hmm. Uh, We deal with uh, from the adults all the way to the nursery. And we have ministry to all those different age groups. Uh, So it's it's challenging. It's exciting. Yeah. And if you've never been to Jubilee Outreach, we invite you to come. It's it is a very exciting church. Every service is different. We've yeah. never had two services the same. That's good. Yeah, but they're exciting. At, at what point did you realize you were going to become a pastor? Or did you accept the call? Well, it, it was back in 1978, I believe, is when God really dealt with my heart mm. about calling me into the ministry, mm-hmm. and uh, then I accepted. It wasn't until 79 that I actually launched into full-time ministry. Really? And for many years, we did uh, home uh, Bible studies all over the city. Mm. And we did that for a long time in the 70s. And then there towards uh, the end of the 70s, the Lord said, I want you to launch out. I want you to plant do a church plant now now did you grow up in church did you know all through your childhood that you would oh, one day become no a pastor? no 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 i i i came to salvation at the age of 20 mm-hmm. and uh before that my background was sinner yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i can relate to a lot of people okay yeah. so uh, at the age of 20 you came yeah. to know jesus christ as your own personal lord yeah. and savior right and then take us through the process of how did you get from just being a new Christian to saying well, I, you I take it back. I think it was 22. I was 22 okay. when that happened. All right. I was 20 when I got married. <laughs> All right. And then at what point uh, did you say, okay, you know what, I'm, I really feel God calling me into ministry? 
Well, for me, uh, I had a lot of prophetic words given to me. Mm. I was always being called out and told by everybody that I didn't even know that I was in that I was called to the ministry. Wow. And uh, I doubted it for a long time because my background was sinner, so I didn't think God yeah. wanted me to be in the ministry. Yeah. And uh, but God went way out of His way, sent a lot of uh, prophetic words to me, and people who didn't know me who who came looking for me by name. Mm-hmm. Telling me that God had called me, and wow. you know, so it was. It, I have never doubted the fact that I'm in the ministry because God went so far out of the way to make sure I know that He called me. God confirmed His word over and over. He over and over and over. Awesome. Yeah. And He's given you a, a beautiful wife, Letty, that stands by you and helps you there in the ministry. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about your family. Okay, my wife is in ministry also. Mm-hmm. She pastors the church alongside with me. Yeah operates in, in, in very strong in the prophetic. Uh, we've raised five children. Mm-hmm. Uh, our youngest is 28. Uh, I've got uh, grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I've got four grandchildren. I've got uh, three married uh, uh, cho- uh, sons and daughters, and uh, I have two sons at home. Yeah. And um, we've had uh, just a wonderful time raising. We've had all kinds of uh, experiences, of course, yeah. when you're a father. And uh, but it's just been made it a lot easier because they all serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife serves the Lord. We serve the Lord together, and uh, that has just really been uh, great because all of us just you know are doing something, working somewhere in the ministry. You know, it's always great when you have a uh, your wife that's working right there with you, not just working in the ministry, but even serving in the role of pastoring. Yes. Uh, and I know that there are, you know, there are differences in how people think and one yeah. one theology versus the other and on women in ministry and things like that. But I know personally, uh, I know Letty, and yes. I know uh, as my wife and many other ladies that serve in in the position of pastor that are just such a great help to to us as the men that are also pastoring the church. Absolutely. So um, we're, we're grateful for women like her and other women in ministry all over San Antonio that are just stepping up and saying, hey, you know what? God can speak a word through me. God can use me. If, uh, you know, yep. God can use anybody that's willing. Yeah. Well, the women were the first ones to bring the good news mm. and uh, had to tell the big, the, the 12, the disciples, the, the ones the that 11, didn't believe. The ones that didn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> God That's had right. to wake them up through a woman. You That's know? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so God used them, and we use them too. Yeah, because you know, in in Christ, there is no male nor female. That's right. And uh, God's anointing and God's power flows through the two of us. Mm-hmm. So, so we really uh, believe that. That women should have the privilege of ministry because that's what we believe the scriptures teach. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about Jubilee. What's going on there? I know that you've got a great congregation. Uh, Jubilee Outreach is a, a, a very interesting church. We have for many years, maybe for about the last 17 years, been a small group driven type church where instead of doing our midweek services and our Sunday night service, what we do is we work at equipping the people to do the work of the ministry. And then we release them to have house churches. Yeah. And throughout all of the city of San Antonio, we have house churches all over San Antonio. Mm, reminds me and, of the book of Acts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that. Yeah, we call that the, 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 the Acts 2020 vision. Yeah. They went from publicly and from house to house. Yes. So, uh, and, and, and one of the convictions for that is the Lord says, you say you're like me. If you study me when I was on the earth, I went to the synagogue as his custom was. So mm-hmm. he was at the synagogue. He was, he, was, he was a faithful attender. Sure. Then it said that 
he did his work. He most of his work was done in small groups, mm. discipling. Yeah, and then where he spent the most of his time was in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we tell people, we want you working in three places. We want you at the church gathered. That's the Sunday service. Yes. We want you at the church scattered. We call that the house church. Mm-hmm. And we want you to be the church in the harvest field. Mm-hmm. That's when you're uh, in the marketplace. That's when you're at HEB or, yeah. you know, just out there somewhere and somebody needs prayer. And uh, God will give you a divine connection. And you just, you know, walk through that opportunity and, and uh, let God use you. Be the salt and light. Be the salt there. and light, and that's what the church is. Yeah. yeah. Why is it uh, sometimes that we get so caught up in, uh, I guess maybe, I don't know, so much in the, in the Western Christian world, uh, but we become Christians and we think, you know what, I, I pat myself on the back and I give myself a high five because I went to church Sunday morning and I did my duty and I'm being a good Christian. And we don't, we don't understand that God has called us to disciple to yeah. first be disciples and then disciple others. Yeah. You know, how do we get beyond just, well, just going to church and stuck well, in a little I, religious I, act? I think, number one, when we, we teach this at Jubilee Outreach, we're, we don't go to church. We ask the people there not to come to church. Mm. Because if you come to church, then you might misunderstand that you are the church. You are. So how can, if you are, come? Mm. So we say that building called Jubilee Outreach is where the church gathers. Mm-hmm. And we're not an audience. We're to be proactive. We have the ministry of reconciliation to reconcile the world back to God. And what I find is that we've been called to bring forth the fruit of Calvary. Mm -hmm. And the fruit of Calvary is what Jesus died for. Mm -hmm. So I want to make an impact on this generation and impact the people who have already been saved but don't even know it. And God has raised us up to tell them. Yeah. So that's our job, yeah. and we're excited about it. <laughs> that's good. Very good. And I, I, know, I know you lead by example because yeah. you yourself are very involved across the city in the Church of San Antonio. You're involved in, in different aspects. I've, I've seen you minister in different conferences in different places. I know that you're involved with a gathering of pastors and leaders once a month. Um, so you're, you're not only telling them, but you're also leading by example and doing it yourself. Yeah. I so, absolutely believe in that. that you know, we appreciate uh, that, that you and other pastors are, actually have a vision of the kingdom of God versus trying to build a ministry they're, they're interested in building the kingdom. Absolutely. And, you know, getting back to that question of why it's so hard to break out and, and just not be in the four walls of the church mm-hmm. is because there are so many Christians that don't understand the difference between covenant relationship, a covenant relationship versus religion. Mm-hmm. And I tell people religion is man's uh, search for God. So I'm not religious because I'm not searching for God because mm-hmm. I already found him. Yeah. I'm in a covenant relationship. And mm-hmm. in the covenant relationship, out of, out of a gratitude in my heart for what God has done for me, I serve him. Yeah. I don't serve him because I want him to do something for me. I serve him because he's already done something for me, Amen. and I received it, and I know it, and I'm rejoicing in it. That's right. And I'm helping people to see that you don't work for your salvation. You might work for your exaltation, but not for your salvation, <laughs> right. and you should do it out of joy. Yeah. God is not a job, okay? Mm. He's a privilege yes. to live on this earth in covenant with him and uh, and then be proactive in being about his business to carry out what he's called us to do. And he's commissioned the church to do the work. Uh, he didn't commission corporate right. America. Right. 
He commissioned the church. Yeah. So when you roll up your sleeves and get into the woodwork of yeah. that, what God has called us to do, mm-hmm. and that really comes down to being salt and light and letting your light shine yeah. and uh, making a difference in your home, making a difference in your marriage, making a difference at your workplace. Do your work as unto the Lord. Yeah. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Right. And you can keep that with you and take it into eternity with you because everything you do in the Lord uh, will stand the test of the fire at the end. At the end of the assembly line, the Bible says, every man's works will be tried by fire, mm. whether it's wood, hay, or stubble, or gold, silver, precious stones. Yeah. So I want to make sure that what I do, I do it as under the Lord, and I'm not doing it in my own strength. I'm not doing it for self-ambition or for you know for anything for that that's driven by self. I want to know that I'm led by the Holy Spirit, Amen. and I'm responding to the Spirit of God, and He gets to live through me. I think there's some people living through God, but God wants to live through you. Yes, He, he wants to use you to do His thing. That's he right. don't want you to use Him to do your thing. Come on. You see? And two people could be doing the same thing. One's right, one's wrong. It's mm. all about the motive. Right. God weighs the motive of the heart. Jesus, I'm reminded, uh, as you're speaking of Jesus, looking at the crowd and being moved with compassion. And he's oh, there yeah. with the disciples and mm-hmm. says to the disciples, hey, we need to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he send more laborers. Why? So that we can do, like you said, the work yeah. of the ministry. A lot of times, yeah, we, we come to church and we think, you know, well, we're Christians now and, and this is what we do. We go to church. Yeah, but and what I love about it. what he Jesus did there is he looked at the crowd and he, he literally called them pre-Christians. Mm. He said they're as sheep. Without a shepherd, that's right. they're lost. They're not even saved yet, but he's already seen them like sheep. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's right. And, and see, we need to look at our generation. They're as, they're as sheep without a shepherd. Right. <laughs> and, and those that are hearing us are the shepherds God wants to go into their lives. Right. You see, because you work through your sphere of influence mm. and let God work through your sphere of influence and touch people. And, and, and really it comes down to what kind of advertisement are you for Jesus? Mm. Because, see, the Bible that people are reading today are the Bible of the lives of the Christians that are out there. Right. And the Bible says we're an epistle known and read of all men. Mm. And I believe that there should be enough joy and enough peace in our lives that people want to know what do you have on the inside of you. I heard somebody once say, go out and preach the gospel to every creature. And if you must, open use your words. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if necessary, use words. Yeah, use words. Exactly. Yeah, so you got to live it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got to be awesome. lived. Well, you've been listening. If you just joined us, you've been listening to uh, Pastor Joe Morales. He is the uh, pastor there at Jubilee Outreach uh, off of W.W. W. White Road here in uh, southeast San Antonio. And uh, we're grateful that he's in studio here with us today at uh, AM 630 KSLR as we feature Jubilee Outreach. You've been listening to all of his uh, devotionals all week, Monday through Friday. We've been airing them three times a day. And uh, now this Saturday and Sunday, uh, as we approach uh, Easter Sunday, uh, Resurrection Sunday, as we call it. Um, we are uh, here in studio with Pastor Joe. So, Joe, uh, tell us a little bit about what's coming up at your church uh, for uh, the Friday. Uh, I know that on Friday you have a, a yeah. power service celebration. Yeah, we really do. Or a Passover it, it, service celebration. Right before the right before the Passover celebration or the uh, the Resurrection Easter Resurrection, we call it Resurrection Sunday morning right. service is going to be from nine to eleven, uh, and that. Is going to be on the 8th, but on the 6th, we have a Passover celebration. And that, that means there's going to be people throughout the city of San Antonio 
that are going to be having New Testament Passover meals in their homes. And then after they do the Passover meal in their home, they're coming to the Jubilee Outreach location at 730. And we're going to have a, a celebration service, a Passover celebration service with the theme of the coronation of the king. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be a powerful time and a powerful message that we're going to have as we come together for the celebration. I want you to take a couple of minutes and give us a little bit deeper insight because the Passover celebration might be known by a 20-year Christian veteran, but what about the people that are listening right now that just came to Jesus? This is their first Easter, their first Resurrection Sunday, where they're really understanding, hey, this is really about my Savior. What is the Passover celebration for them? The Passover celebration is that the Lord had been prophesied from the book of Genesis that a Savior was going to come. And we knew through the prophets that he was coming. And Jesus was the fulfillment of all of the, all of the Old Testament prophecies that Messiah was coming. Mm-hmm. The Savior, the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. And when we celebrate Passover, Jesus died on Passover. Mm-hmm. And Passover is tied to the fact that the children of Israel were delivered from Egypt out of bondage uh, through a mighty hand of God. God used Moses, and uh, there was nine plagues. And then the last plague was the one where the death angel passed over all the homes in Egypt right. and where all the firstborn died of, of people and also of, of livestock. And only where the Israelites were at and where they put blood on the doorpost of that house and they covered it with that blood on the two sides and on the top. The death angel passed over that home and the firstborns didn't die in that home. Mm. And they came delivered out of Egypt. After that, Pharaoh said, you can leave. You can have whatever you want. They left. Yeah. And and today, that was a picture of of, of they had roasted lamb the night before they got delivered. Mm. The Lord instructed them to take a lamb, roast it, and, and and see that's speaking of Jesus and the fire of God, the raft yeah. of God being applied to the Lord. Yeah. And, uh, and and what happened from that is after they had that roasted lamb, all these Jews came out of 400 years of slavery, and the Bible said there was not one feeble one among them mm. because they were healed because they ate of that roasted lamb. Mm-hmm. That was a shadow and a type of the fact that there was going to be a Lamb of God that was going to come, and his name was going to be the Savior, the Messiah. We know him as the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what we're celebrating, the fact that he became the sacrifice, he became the the Passover Lamb, and that we have our salvation in everything that we receive today, our forgiveness of sins. We have life through his death. So we celebrate. The Bible says you show his death until he comes. So at Passover, we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, who's the first fruits of them that are risen from the dead so that you and I can be number two, three, four, five, or whatever. Yes. And uh, it's exciting. So we're celebrating one of the most powerful celebrations in Christianity. It was not just Jesus' resurrection. It was my resurrection because he didn't need to be raised. Mm. I needed to be raised. So he identified himself with my sin, Mm -hmm. took my place, and he was raised the third day. So on the third day, we were raised from the dead. Thank you, Jesus. And that's why we baptize. That's why we do water baptism. We mm-hmm. identify ourselves with 
the death of the Lord Jesus, which was really our death. And when we're raised from the water, it's in the newness of resurrection. Amen. And a brand new life. Praise God. So, well, hey, listen, uh, Easter is right around the corner. Uh, resurrection Sunday is, uh, is coming up really, really quick on April 8th. And uh, so it, it, we know that across, across the United States, this is one of the most important Sundays where a lot of people that know about Jesus or maybe don't know too much about him will actually make an intentional decision to go out and be at a church somewhere because it makes them feel better that they're in church. And you, we probably won't see them around again until, until maybe around Christmas time. <laughs> so why don't you take advantage of the time right now since we're approaching the celebration uh, of the uh, resurrection of our Lord and Savior and invite somebody. Reach out to a friend, a family, a neighbor, a co-worker, someone that you know that is hurting, someone that you know that really needs to know the love of Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins, the redemption, and, uh, and bring them out to Jubilee Outreach with, uh, uh, with Pastor Joe. Uh, introduce yourself if you've never been there. Introduce them, and, um, and I'm sure that uh, they'd be glad to have them. The, uh, your Easter Sunday service is going to be— It's going to be from 9 to 11. It, it got moved up. Normally we have our services at 10 o'clock, but we mm-hmm. moved it up one hour from 9 to 11. And then we're going to have a powerful service the week before, Palm Sunday. Yeah. We have a powerful Palm Sunday uh, special message. Now, that service is, starts at 10 o'clock. We usually go from about 10 to close to 12, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would love for you to come. You, right. you would absolutely get blessed. All right. Well, Easter Sunday morning, uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., uh, there at Jubilee Outreach. Pastor, tell, tell me, uh, as we begin to kind of close out a little bit, uh, just tell me a little bit about the focus of your church. I know that um, well, the Bible says every joint supplies. And so let's just kind of take a look at the different congregations that, are, that make up the Church of San Antonio. And you have some that are very prophetic. You have some that are very missions-minded. You have some that are uh, very teaching-oriented. What is the specialty that Jubilee Outreach has? I would say Jubilee Outreach is very rounded. We do evangelism. We do the prophetic. We do the worship. We do all those things. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think we, we're supposed to be a worship church. I don't think we're supposed to be a, a, a just an evangelism church. or any, I think you're supposed to be yeah. uh, a church that serves the Lord that does it all. Yeah. I really do. And we do deliverance, but we're not a deliverance church. We yeah. do salvation, but we're not a salvationist church. Yeah. We, we, we baptize, but we're not Baptists. Yeah. You know, we, 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 <laughs> we're filled with the Holy Spirit, but we're not Pentecostals. Yeah, we're, yeah. I tell people, I said, you know, we're, we, we've got sanctification, holiness, but we're not a sanctifying, sanctification church yeah, type church. Yeah. We, we, we take it and keep on going. We take it and keep on going. Yeah. And I tell you, he gives us an abundance of grace, and he doesn't stop. And we keep receiving and we keep, we're just representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ and the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which deals with every area of our lives. Mm-hmm. There's not an area. And we believe in the apostolic, the prophetic, the evangelistic, yes. the pastoral, and the teacher. And I believe that all those anointings should be flowing in the church. Amen. I don't think we should just take one and say that's what we are. I think we're supposed to take them all. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, interestingly enough, I just this last week I read an article in a, in a very well-known national magazine uh, that talked about the largest or the fastest growing religious segment in the United States. And it's kind of an oxymoron because the fastest growing religious uh, group in the United States is, are the Christians that are not affiliated to a certain denomination. Yeah. They're just, like you said, they're well-rounded. They're baptizing, but they're not Baptist. They're, they speak in tongues, but they're not Pentecostal. They, they, they're 
They're, they've taken themselves away from under an umbrella of a certain denomination, of a certain covering, a certain identity, and said, you know what, we're Jesus lovers, we're Christ followers, we're full of the power of the Holy yep. Ghost, we're just going out and being the church. Yeah, and I would say Jubilee Outreach, if we have a focus, our mm-hmm. focus is on the Pauline epistles. I believe that Paul was the apostle to the church, yeah. and we probably focus more on the Pauline epistles than we do anything else. Mm. And all it does is just cause us to to just have a glorious time in God. It really yeah, does. Yeah. What is your personal <clears throat> excuse me? What is your personal passion that keeps you going as a as a pastor? Because I know there's got to be challenging times every now and then, whether it's personal or in the church or a combination of both. What keeps you going? What keeps me going, and what's kept me going for many many years, is I love the Lord more than I love myself. And I believe every pastor needs to be delivered from himself. Mm. And he has to love the Lord more than he loves himself. And the only way that happens is not only a pastor. This is any minister and this is anybody that sits in the pews. There any, and, and we don't believe in sit, soak, and sour. I mean sit, soak, and <laughs> we, we believe in, 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 in equipping the saints yeah. for the work of the ministry. Yes. So we're going to put you to work. That's good. We don't want you to sit and uh, – so this thing of, of, of what causes you, I believe that you have to be delivered from independence. You have to be delivered from self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And you have to be delivered from self-reliance. Yes. And I believe there are many Christians that haven't been delivered from themselves, mm. and it's about themselves. And when it's about themselves, they're always looking at everything with woundedness and hurt and yep. criticism and everything else, they need to get delivered and let the Lord be the Lord. You it's know? about Jesus. And, and just serve God with yeah. gladness and joy and hallelujah. You Amen. know, it's just like, well, it's, it's, it's cool because it's you get to the point, you, yeah. you get liberated. That's yeah, right. You know, so when you live, see, I like the way Abraham said it. Abraham said it this way. I'm but dust and ashes before a holy God. Mm. And what he's saying, dust was his beginning. He says, uh, dust is his beginning and ashes is his ends. So he said, from the beginning of my life to the end of my life, I need to stay broken before God. That's good. And if you stay broken before God, and, and one of the things he did everywhere he went, the Bible said, he pitched his altars and he built, he, he excuse me, he pitched his tent and he built his altars. Mm. And that speaks of, the, the pitching of the tent speaks of your character and the building of your altar speaks of your covenant relationship with God. Yeah. And he went from one altar experience to another altar experience to another altar experience. So he allowed God to fill his tank and keep his tank full. Yeah. And when you keep a covenant relationship with God, you will never run out of gas. That's right. It's not about a religion. It's about a Savior, and his name is Jesus. Amen. Well, yeah. hey, listen, we've come to the end of our segment here at the Church of the Week. Uh, you've been listening to Pastor Joe Morales. The, he is the pastor at Jubilee Outreach, and we invite you to come out and visit them. Um, the The address is 2931 South W.W. W. White Road. That's in the southeast part of San Antonio. If you want to get a hold of them online, it's very easy, jubileeoutreach.org, uh, jubileeoutreach.org. And if you want to call them for uh, any questions you might have, the number is 210-337-7060. Pastor, we appreciate you coming in. I was glad to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church 
If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.